I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League a Guru Podcast. You would have seen on our Instagram story the other day, we put up a thing asking for you to tell us who you think is the best player that's at your club that's not playing first grade at the moment. We're going to go through all 16 clubs today. We're going to break it down into four different podcasts. We're going to do four teams at a time. Today, the first edition today, we're going to jump into Parramatta, South Sydney, Canterbury and the Cronulla Sharks. All these teams have got pretty good depth, one in particular which I think is fucking mind-blowing, uh, but a heap of guys to get into here. These are mostly guys that are sort of playing reserve grade. Uh, some of them will be on the extended bench most weeks. Uh, other guys will just sort of struggle to get a spot week to week, but a heap to dive into from these four clubs. So let's get started. Let's have a look at the Parramatta Eels first. Now, for me, uh, obviously a team with really good depth. They can pretty much cover any position when there is injuries. They might not be bringing in out-and-out superstars, uh, but no matter who they're bringing in, they're always handy players for Parramatta. Uh, have a look at their extended bench this week. Opacic, Arthur, Nathan Brown, Bryce Cartwright, Hayes Perham. Uh, most of these guys are the guys that feature on my list. So Opacic has proven that he is a quality centre in the NRL. Uh, I'm not sure where he's contracted next year, but it's with Parramatta. There was rumours he'd go to the Dolphins. Uh, but yeah, Opacic, I think he's a very, very handy player. I think he'd be a good little pickup for any side. I've always said that Wonga Blake's got bigger highlights. Uh, but he's also got bigger flaws as well. Whereas Opacic, you just know you're going to get a 7 out of 10 every single week. And personally, uh, if you can't get an out-and-out star center in the NRL, I want a reliable center. And Opacic is definitely one of those guys. Uh, Jake Arthur's proven to be a handy little ball player. I probably don't think he's as good uh, as what some people tell me, uh, but he has got a few more years to develop, and he's got two very handy halves to learn off. Nathan Brown's a standout for me, though, not in this side at the moment. I love Brownie. Uh, I'm not really sure how it's played out at the Parramatta Eels and how he's ended up in this situation. He's got good, subtle ball playing to his game. Uh, sometimes he can go a little bit lateral, uh, but when he is going straight and you've got him going forward and you give him a really s- simple game plan and he follows it, I think Nathan Brown can be really, really dangerous. Bryce Cartwright, uh, the X-Factor, the Joker in the pack at the Parramatta Eels. Uh, obviously one of my favourites. I think he is 
still probably top three best junior footballers I've ever seen. When Bryce was playing SG Ball, Harold Matthews, there was just no one else that could compare to him. Uh, he could play Harold Matt's SG Ball under 20s and turn a losing side into a you know a 20 point side, um, winning side. And people laugh at that now because of the player uh, that he's probably shown you over the last few years. But Bryce, he was a fucking extraordinary when he was younger. And when he burst onto the first grade scene, it was crazy. I think it was 2016, the year with the Penrith Panthers, where he was just taking the piss. Supercoach players will remember it fondly. The Cardi party, uh, extremely talented, but unfortunately it just hasn't played out for Bryce. Uh, hopefully, uh, the Parramatta Eels over the next few years, obviously you got Isaiah Papali'i leaving, you got Nia Corey leaving as well, so hopefully Bryce can really cement himself into this Parramatta team over the next few years. It looks like Nathan Brown will be leaving as well, so there will be a couple of spots that will open up in this side. Hopefully Bryce can be one of those guys, and I'm not expecting him to come back as the huge highlight reels guy, uh, but I do think he's got the potential to come into this side as a genuine uh, second row forward or as a 13, um, and he's also a guy that can cover you know, you probably wouldn't want to pick him to start at 5'8 or at centre, but if you have injuries during the game and he's on your bench, you could do so much worse than chucking Bryce Cartwright into those spots. So another one that I think is unlucky not to be playing first grade, uh, Hayes Perham. Obviously, obviously, a wing slash center we've seen a little bit this year came from the New Zealand Warriors. I always think Hayes is really talented. Um, I, I think he's got upside to him as well. He doesn't have your upside of like your Joey Manus, these sort of guys. Uh, but he has got a little bit of X factor to him. Deceptively very strong Hayes Perham. So I've always been a big fan of him. Now, the other one that you might not know too much about, his name is Naiduki. Uh, he is a winger that has been playing in the New South Wales Cup this year. I'm not sure what his story is over the last few years, to be honest with you, um, Fijian fellow who is very, very talented or who I personally think could come into the NRL and could do a really good job. I mean, he was close to making his debut up in Darwin a few few months ago from what I heard, uh, but never quite got to make it. I think he might have been carrying an injury still, but he has travelled with the team on a few occasions, been in their extended squad. Um, I was going to say sort of reminds me of Sivo and... Um, Rod Radra, but he's not as bulky as those guys. He's, he's a little bit skinnier, a little bit quicker, or pro- pro- probably as quick, to be fair, saying he's, he's, he's quicker is probably unfair, but he's not really that bulking sort of character that they were, but he's still a very solid guy, and I, I think he'd do well in first grade. So those are the guys from Parramatta I'd be looking at. There are a couple of older guys that are in their reserve grade. You've obviously got guys like Mitch Rain. you got Jordan Rankin. I believe he actually captain coached uh, their New South Wales Cup side a few weeks ago. So plenty of talent at Parramatta, plenty of depth there. They've got Josh Hodgson arriving next year. So uh, all positive signs for Parramatta moving forward. All right, let's go and have a look at the South Sydney Rabbitohs, another team with pretty good depth. They've got a number of names to go through here. Uh, A lot of these guys are playing in their reserve grade side. You quite often find this reserve grade side is pretty strong um, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Guys straight away that stand out for me, Blake Taff, who was obviously a fullback in a grand final last year, now really struggling to make the team. Um, They've obviously signed Cody Nicarima. They've got Latrell Mitchell at fullback, Ilias at seven. You thought Taff would be the 14. Now Nicarima's in the building. You've also got Peter Mamazella, so it's been tough for Blake Taft, but he handed himself in the final series last year at fullback. I'm not sure what his best position is, to be honest with you. I sort of thought it would end up being 
um, in the seven or the six, but he seems keen to play in this one jersey. So interesting to see what happens with Taff. I think he's playing 5'8 for South Sydney at the moment in reserve grade, alongside Dean Hawkins, who another one who is another one that's very talented. Uh, Matraville Tigers product out of South Sydney. Do like Dean Hawkins. Mansell is still playing down there. I know that Mansell hasn't probably played his best footy over the last few years, but he's a very talented guy. Both of the centres. Um, Isaiah Tass, I'm hearing rumours that he will play left centre for the South Sydney Rabbitohs this weekend, so keep an eye on that one tomorrow night. Uh, Isaiah Tass, uh, just, just on Richie Kennar as well, you've obviously seen him before in the NRL. Um, big, big boy, strong, quick, uh, can sort of do it all. It'd be interesting to see how he'd go in first grade again. In reserve grade, he's doing really well, but he's just a little bit bigger and stronger than everyone else as it stands right now. So I don't know how his transition would be to first grade uh, based on how he's playing at the moment, but definitely in reserve grade, very, very handy. And oh, I personally think he'd be worth a punt. Isaiah Tass, as we said, we're hearing rumours he could play left centre for the South Sydney Rabbitohs this week. See if that comes true or not. But I'm a big fan of Tass. I've uh, watched him, um, not in Queensland, but I've watched highlights of him and everything. And I've been a fan of him for a while. We spoke about him in the preseason as one to watch for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. One that we have watched a lot of, and we've been watching him since he was a teenager. Uh, grew up in the area that I'm in. So I've got to watch a lot of him play for South coming through. And Union for Waverley College is Davy Mawali. Uh, you would have seen him play for the Cook Islands on the weekend. Had a pretty handy game there. Big front rower who I would sort of put in that Payne Haas sort of mould. That's the sort of character he is. You've seen him in little bits and pieces in first grade. He's sort of struggling to make this side week to week at the moment. Uh, but David Mowali, for me, he is definitely one to watch. And I, I, I think he's going to be a staple in this South Sydney team for quite some time. We've also seen Shaq Mitchell, uh, obviously the brother of Latrell Mitchell. Uh, he's done some good things. He's played first grade this year, played in the Indigenous All-Stars at the start of the year. Did a pretty good job there. So he's another one that you could sort of throw into uh, this category. Liam Knight still in reserve grade playing 13. I just can't trust the hands of Liam Knight. It's just a little bit too inconsistent for me uh, but I think it's probably fair to say that he's a little bit better than New South Wales Cup so there's the argument that he is a little bit unlucky not to be in first grade. Uh, for me though the one that is just sort of flown under the radar. It's like he doesn't exist the last few years. It's been a bit weird. He's playing in the back row for the South Sydney Rabbitohs in reserve grade. Uh, Michael Cheekham. Uh, he's obviously, you know, uh, was at the Tigers, started at the Canberra Raiders, I believe, years ago, was an absolute juggernaut in the juniors. Has come up with some big moments. I, I remember, like, in the under-20s, I believe he was playing for Canberra, and he was, like, their main dude, 20... I want to say 12, 2013, around that mark. Uh, he's been in the first grade system for a very long time. Had a couple of games there where he essentially came on and won games in Golden Point and whatnot. Um, and he's wound up at South Sydney. I don't. Has he played first grade this year? I don't think he has. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's ended up playing first grade for South Sydney just yet. Uh, a guy that can play centre, he can play back row. He's got a good offload, good good awareness. I, I've always been a fan of him, so it's always sort of surprised me that his career hasn't quite kicked on, Michael Cheekham, but he's another one uh, that I think you could argue he's one of their better players, not in reserve grade. I just think you need a good coach and get the very best out of him. I'd love to see him land up at the Dolphins. I think it'd be unreal to see what Wayne Bennett could do with him over a preseason. Let's move to the Canterbury Bulldogs and a couple of guys to touch on here. Canterbury, despite not having the greatest season of all time, they have got pretty good depth uh, across their squad. They've also got a lot of versatile guys in their squad. I guess the standout straight away that we talk about, uh, Matt Dufty, not in the first grade squad anymore, playing reserve grade, a guy that 
you know, he is just so talented. He is hit and miss. I understand that. But when he's on, fuck, he's talented, Matt Dufty. Like, games last year when the Dragons, essentially every game the Dragons won, he, he was the best player on the field. He's just one of those guys. But when he's not on, uh, it can be really fucking tough to watch Matt Dufty. So I'm hearing he's going to go to Warrington, I think it is. I think he might join uh, Paul Vaughan over there, and I, I'd probably back him in for a man of steel over there. I think he'll absolutely carve it. Very similar to your Bevan Frenchers, your Jai Fields, these sort of guys over there smaller guys um, that are lightning quick. I think he'll dominate over there, Matt Dufty. Braden Birds is another one. He's come from South Sydney, arrived at the Canterbury Bulldogs. Injuries and stuff has derailed his career on a number of occasions. Probably hasn't kicked on uh, over the last two or three years from where I thought he would be. Uh, really tough upbringing for Braden Burns. It's a fantastic story that he's got to where he is. A good clubman to have as well, a guy worth having. And if you were to have a heap of injuries in your centres and he's your third, fourth, fifth choice guy, which he probably is at Canterbury at the moment, fuck, they could do so much worse than to have him there. Beyond Iodo, um, not really sure what his best position is. I think he's more of a nine than a seven, but Canterbury people tell me he's a seven constantly. Uh, the opportunities he's got in first grade haven't been fantastic, but the team hasn't been going great. I don't think you can blame Beyond Iodo, realistically. It's hard to stand out as a rookie uh, when your team's going like a busted asshole and attacking the way that Canterbury was. The way that they're attacking now, I think it'd be interesting to see Beyond Iodo in there, but I don't think you'd possibly move Flano out. So he's another really talented guy that I think could be a great 14 at a number of clubs. Uh, my boy, Josh Cook, the hooker in reserve. Great. Absolutely love this kid. Came through the South Sydney system. Uh, one of the better blokes in rugby league. I personally think that he has to play first grade soon. Tar they got Jeremy Marshall King, and then next year they've got Reid Marnie arriving. Uh, so I'm not sure where Cookie fits in in this Canterbury side, uh, but I want to see him get an opportunity over the next few years or the next few weeks, to be honest with you. I just want to see him play first grade. I think he's earned the right to have a crack in first grade, uh, and I'd like to see him be used. And I'd just like to see him also land at a club that actually needs a hooker. Uh, he arrived at Canterbury last year, and uh, obviously Jeremy Marshall King hadn't really kicked on. They had Beyond Dioto, all these sort of guys. It wasn't really decided who the nine was going to be. Uh, they've now also got the 14, Zach Docker Clay, who, you know, c- credit to him. I would have thought at the start of the year he'd probably be on this list I'm talking about, but he's made it into first grade, so congratulations to him. But yeah, Josh Cook, I think he's got a lot to offer. I think he's just got to land at the right club and get an opportunity because I think once he gets an opportunity, he'll take it and he won't look back. Now, the one that really excites me with Canterbury, as he's always really excited me, but apparently he doesn't excite anyone there at Canterbury, Jackson Topine. I absolutely love this guy. This is probably uh, the guy that was messaging the most from you guys from Canterbury. I love this guy. I think he's an absolute weapon. I would find a spot for him in my first grade team. He's a goer. He's got a bit of C-U-N-T in him, which I absolutely love in my footballers. Uh, and he's he's got upside in attack as well. So I'd probably play him at 13 in this Canterbury side, to be honest with you. I think that's the sort of role they're lacking since Johnny Asiata left the club. Uh, so, yeah, Jackson Tapine, I can't believe he hasn't played he hasn't played near as much first grade as what he should have, in my opinion. I don't know if it's an attitude thing. I don't know. But every time I say that, I get people messaging me that have grown up with him, that have played with him, that are playing with him and tell me how much of a champion bloke he is, how he's a good leader, etc. So, I don't know what it is with Jackson Tapine, but personally, I think he should be in this Canterbury side somewhere and I think he's probably the best guy not playing first grade at the Dogs at the moment. Let's move to our last team of this podcast, the Cronulla Sharks, and their depth is off the charts. If you just have a look at their extended squad, Jersey 18, Connor Tracy. I think there's a fair argument that Connor Tracy was arguably their best outside back last year. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. When he got moved to centre, he absolutely killed it. 
Uh, I personally think he's probably their second best halfback 5'8". I know you've got Braden Trindle there, but I think if you actually see Connor Tracy playing the halves, you'll see that he kills it. A really nice guy too, uh, Tracy. Good clubman. I love everything about him. He'll play wherever you need him to play. He's overcome a heap of really shitty injuries at the start of his career, and it's great to see him finally fit and playing. And whenever he plays, wherever you put him, he kills it, Connor Tracy. So I'm a huge fan of him. Braden Trindle, end of last year, looked like an absolute gun for the Cronulla Sharks. This year, been far from impressive. Uh, but I think you can see that there is a footballer in there. There is a talented seven or six, probably more of a six, realistically, in Braden Trindle. So one to keep an eye on there. Hopefully, he can get an opportunity at some point. Whether it's at the Sharks or not, I don't know. But if I had to pick between Connor Tracy and Trindle, personally, I would probably go with Connor Tracy, to be honest with you. Uh, Lockie Miller. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Made his debut a couple of weeks ago. Came over from Rugby Union. I think it was one of the best debuts of all time, realistically. He was incredible. I think he ran for slightly more meters than what Kempe ran on debut, which was a record at the time. So... Very, very impressive debutant coming from Rugby Sevens. Absolutely killed it in that game. Hopefully, uh, Lockie can find a home at the Sharks and really build on the back of that performance. Hopefully, add a few more first-grade games to his career, but I think there'd be a lot of clubs that would be sniffing around Lockie Miller. Ikevalu came from the Sydney Roosters last year. Craig Fitzgibbon brought him over. I absolutely love this guy. I think he's a gun winger. I think he's only played one or two games this year, but the one or two games he played, I thought he was their best outside back in those specific games. Ikevalu is an absolute weapon, and uh, it just shows how crazy this Cronulla Sharks depth is. I thought Ikevalu, you know, playing for the Roosters last year in a star-studded side, replacing Brett Morris, I thought he didn't really miss a beat. I thought he was great last year. So for him to be sitting behind probably the most underrated back three in the NRL, and for him just waiting for an opportunity, and you know he'll take it when he gets it, the depth is incredible for the Cronulla Sharks. Now, let's talk about three guys. I don't think any of them have played first grade yet, but these are three guys that I think are going to be real stars of the future. You've got Iroh. I believe he played for Samoa on the weekend. Obviously, the, is he the, I think he's the son or the nephew of Tony Iroh. Uh, very, very talented player. One to keep an eye on at the Sharks over the next few years. Continuing the trend of... Sons of Guns. Uh, Cade Dykes, the son of Adam Dykes. Been watching him play a little bit. Very, very quick. Very talented. A bit like his dad, but a little bit faster. Uh, tough defender as well. I like everything about Cade Dykes. Can sort of play 7, 6, or 1. I'd probably say he's more of a 6 and a 1. Uh, I think that's sort of where you will see him eventually in first grade. But a very talented guy who I hold in very high regard and personally think um, that he's probably ready to play first grade. And I think you will see him soon. Uh, he's playing 5'8 at the moment for the Newtown Jets. One hell of a talented side uh, down there. So I'm a big fan of K Dykes. What about their hooker, though? I personally think this kid could kill it in the NRL. Jaden Beryl, I think he's been a big part of the reason why you've seen uh, 
Blake Braley play so well this year that I think that he saw Jaden Braley, this this Jaden Beryl, arrive at the club, and I think it made him realise that he needs to uh, lift his performance a little bit to hold on to that nine jersey, and he certainly has Braley. There's no doubt about that. But this Jaden Beryl kid, uh, he's come down from Queensland Cup last year, was playing with the Seagulls, I believe it was, uh, and did really, really well up there. I think he got the player of the year in the Queensland Cup. So a very talented guy, very talented running nine. Very suited to the modern game. So one to keep an eye on. Hopefully he gets an opportunity for the Sharkies in the near future. Our last one, Franklin Pele. The man that can essentially lift the gym. Uh, we've seen him in a couple of trials and whatnot, score a couple of good tries. Some of his highlights for Newtown over the last few years have been fucking insane as well. So definitely one to keep an eye on there, Franklin Pele. I think he will come into this forward pack probably over the next two years. It's a hard forward pack to get into. There's a lot of really good, good and talented players in that side, but Franklin Pele, I don't know, just got something about him that I think they have to use him eventually. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We're going to go through all 16 teams throughout the day. We're a little bit busy, so I'm not sure what time they will all get out. Uh, Just a reminder that we are hijacking the Gold Coast Titans and Newcastle Knights game tonight, so if you would like to join us for that, uh, download the Hijack app, H-Y-J-A-C-K, 6 p.m. You can come and join us there. We'll have a few beers, have a couple of giggles, have a few bets, talk a bit of Supercoach. Should be a good time for that game there and the rest of the 12 other clubs all the players that aren't playing first grade at the moment that are really good the guys that you probably need to keep an eye on in your extended squads and whatnot and guys that other clubs will be trying to probably poach i'll be going through the other 12 teams as the day goes on today Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 